0: Coming at you from handsome headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm Lee Sanger-Golden, and you're listening to me talk on the internet. Today, we're gonna talk about what you're gonna do on the streets come election day, if things start to go awry. And then, we're gonna call it, folks. We're gonna call the 2020 election. I'm joined remotely by my illustrious colleague, Ben. How you doing, sir?
1: Uh I'm doing all right. Uh I like the music today. This
0: is good oh way. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, decided to yeah. mix the music in live today just because it felt like a special day.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Yep. All right. Well, folks, the election is tomorrow. How you feeling, buddy?
1: Uh I'm feeling, you know, nervous but also excited in a certain way. I yes. uh To quote um, an an organizer, and she's in the state senate, I can't remember which state, Mm -hmm. she said there's, uh, she gave the impression that preparing for a right-wing coup was the most delightful way she could imagine spending a Wednesday night. So now we're here at Monday, and I'm not sure if she feels the same, but in some ways it's like, it's active and it's engaging. You kind of wish that it would be otherwise, but we can't control everything. So this is where we are. And it's very energetic Mm -hmm. um so bad and good
0: right yeah i mean i think that's a good way to look at it so um well let's go into our discussion with a little bit of context record numbers of people have voted um, so far in early voting and mail-in voting, right? Uh, there's yes. some states where actually the uh, full uh, number of voters uh, has been uh, surpassed um, from 2016 before yes. voting has even started. They're at like, Texas is at like 108%. Yes. And a lot of networks are calling that a purplish state. I don't think Texas is going to go blue this year, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Um, and everyone seems to be calling it for Biden. Um, and there's a lot of poker talk, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, inside straight, the last time he had an inside straight, which is what Steve Bannon had been saying all along in the electoral college. And now he needs two, he needs like a Royal flush in one hand and a, an inside straight in the other. Okay. So. Anyway, we're getting all of that talk, and then you got Silver and the 538 goons. You know they're running their wonky little data model, which is very interesting little toy. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, it's very fun to play with. But, but there's one thing that this this does not take into account, and Silver admitted this yesterday, which is that like it doesn't really take into account potential election shenanigans and if we see what is brewing uh right now with like people in trucks like trying to stop uh the vice president's caravan you know um weird stuff happening where um they're suing in Texas to get rid of like 120,000 votes which is about 1% of the vote in Texas And if that state really is as purplish as as it could be, those could be the 120,000 votes that decide if Texas goes blue. So there's all of this potential shenanigans. Then you have the administration itself saying that the election has to be called on election night, that any vote counted after, I don't know, midnight East Coast or whatever they they say it is, um, they stop being counted and whomever is ahead in those states, um, gets those votes, and they're already and they can be over the top. And so, Jason Miller, one of his campaign guys, I think the head honcho of his campaign, yeah. is saying, "Whoever is leading on election night before everyone goes to bed, that's who wins." And we think Trump's going to be at least at two eighty. <laughs> and it's like everyone's like, "No, that's not how an election works." And of course, we uh, people from the outside, you know, who who I don't know actually read the constitution or whatever and want to talk about it um, and talk about these villains who have also read it and are using it for the weirdest and grossest aims. But anyway, Nate Silver's model that gives a nine out of 10 chance that uh, Biden will win does not take into account um, this factor, which is that any of those squeaker wins, like, those, I would say, it's a 50-50 chance whether or not it will go to Trump. Like I think that within that group of scenarios, the chance of Trump winning goes up. Do you see what I mean? So in order for uh, Biden to win, it has to basically be a blowout. If it's not a blowout, it's going to be a, a battle over the next couple of weeks. And once that battle starts, the odds change completely. It's, it's almost like they're at level playing ground. Like Biden could be like way ahead in other places, but um, it keeps going.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's at sometimes it feels like they're playing two different games. And I think that's one of the yes. scary parts that, yes. uh, you know, we've seen a lot about this being, you know, the 2000 election on steroids in that it was kind of the feaklessness of the democratic party and the gore campaign that they didn't, you know, they wanted to do things through the the legal system and not really uh, ruffle feathers. But then you forget that part of law is an embodiment of our morals and our social and political times. It's not like philosopher kings acting in a bubble. Mm -hmm. They're responding to real life events. And so at times it's kind of that, um, you know what will the DNC and his campaign get behind? And it's yeah. not a national vote. I think there's either it's either one four or ten thousand precincts, each of which, and then each state in the country, and then each state has an elected secretary of state. You have um, election commissions, and so there's incre- it's an incredibly diffuse counting process, mm-hmm. and that you know let's say there's a disruption in a bunch of counties in Arizona or Wisconsin, us doing things in California may or may not have any impact on the decisions being made on the ground there. And so it's like, where is the strategy going to focus in terms of getting people and resources to the places where the actual decisions are being made because they're not being made at a national level to be made at a hyper local level. And so And it's interesting, I was reading this one uh, expert on um, our US election system, and it was actually a commission that former President uh, Carter was on, and one of the conclusions was that the greatest threat to our elections is actually election insiders, especially now, because you have, because most of it's IT, there's voting machines, memory cards, USB sticks, all sorts of things. where it's quite, and, and so some of the sites I've been finding are asking people to take screenshots of the count as they come in county by county, yeah. in certain of the counties where there's already been indication that they that people in these positions may try to disrupt it or erase votes. this that or the other thing to ensure that, that Trump gets enough votes in, in, in their area. So yeah. it's like, we'll take screenshots of the actual results in real time so that, when the quote unquote official one comes out, if it's different than those screenshots, that could be something not necessarily admissible in court, but something to get more and more people out on the streets because that's part of what's going to also matter, that it's, the, that, that it's those direct action, that it's not just um, let's take care of this in the courts. And uh, yeah.
0: so, yeah, man. And when it comes to direct action, this is something that none of this polling or none of these odd make odds makers, either the ones in Vegas or the ones at 538, take into account
1: because oh, everyone's yeah.
0: going in saying that, um, well, you know, he's uh, uh, he's she's got a bunch of disadvantages because he used to be the outsider. Right. Trump used to be the outsider, but now he's the insider. So he doesn't have that outsider status anymore. Yeah. But here's a huge advantage he didn't have before. He's the fucking president. Mm hmm. And that president has a lot of power to do direct action. Now. Does that necessarily mean that he'll be able to order troops to go seize a um, post office or voting place? You know, if, there, if is there going to be some kind of standoff like that? I'm not saying that will work, but I'm saying that having the conversation about that, that that is what's going on. That's the conversation, not, oh, can we start keep counting votes or when did they come in or whatever? But it's like literally someone is using the power of the presidency to seize, Mm -hmm. physically seize. Okay.
2: yeah. And that is what
0: is not taken into account as everyone looks at this poker hand that's being played right now.
2: Because yeah, once two, it
0: gets to those close election scenarios it 's another hand, and it's basically dead even in a weird way once the legal battle begins and I would say actually Trump has the advantage within that second uh, that second phase, that legal phase because he is the president
1: well he de- well not to- he does in places where jurisdictions where the people in power want to go along with him he doesn't yes he can't. So that's why a lot of what he wants to do doesn't happen because
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's not. So a, let's talk
0: about yeah. what, what's going to happen on the streets. Cause I I want to pivot to that and make sure we do that.
1: Um, yeah. So let's talk about that. I think one thing to keep in mind when we talk through all this is that I always see everything as an all of the above. I yeah. hear a lot of people jockeying about, well, which of these strategies is is going to happen? It's like there's 350 million people in this country mm-hmm. across an enormous geography, a ton of different people with different cultures and backgrounds, every single strategy that is imaginable is going to be tried in different areas. And in, in my mind, a lot of it is how do we get information from people on the ground and then either join them, reach out to people we know that live there to join them, do things by phone, just basically focus at the local level And not try to be like, well, which of these strategies is the one that's going to happen? And how do we, it's like all of them are going to happen. And, you know, how do we address each one? Or which ones do we feel comfortable assuming the risks and taking on ourselves or bringing other people we know into it?
0: Yeah. I think like any peaceful movement, what's going to need to happen now is people are going mm -hmm. to need to have to physically offer up their bodies, essentially. Yeah. to, To be, to hold the line. And I'm not talking about just going through and looting or rioting. No, I'm talking about if there's a situation in which, you know, someone reports, hey, federal federal agents in unmarked vehicles and unmarked uniforms are coming into this vote counting area place, you know, or this post office, and they're just taking ballots. Now, Mm -hmm. there needs to be people to physically mob those agents that even if they have a gatling gun there's no way they could stop him you know what I'm saying totally. totally. like there needs to be like if that kind of stuff happens and I'm not saying it is but I'm saying if you go to this close election scenario um, the odds change yeah. starkly so totally. everyone go out and vote because it, the blowout is the only way we can take down Trump on Tuesday
1: right and then we get into well, let's start with the calendar after that, but it's not also that there will be things that people can do from their home because not everything yeah. is going to be a physical battle. Some of it will be. Right, you know, but still, wrestling
0: up the volunteers oh, for that is the is the trick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is, true, but Getting sometimes it's to easier to, to get
1: someone to get on the phone because some of these things will be decided yes. by elected officials or bureaucrats, and they're still human. And sometimes if someone gets 100,000 phone calls from people all over the country, that might actually sway them. So some of it will be taken to the street. But you know, like yeah. my sister's eight months pregnant, she's not mm-hmm. going to be taken to the streets. My hundred and one year old grandfather isn't. Yeah, my so wife's there, pregnant too. Your wife's pregnant. So, but there's things people can do at home. So let's yeah. go through all of them, and let's start with uh, of the calendar. Let's go through the the interregum, as they call it, from November third to January twentieth. I'll go through this pretty quickly, so we get a sense of what we're talking about. So we all know tomorrow, November 3rd is election day. Yes. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen, but we can pretty sure that whatever happens, it will be no short of, at least in our experience, a shit show until January 20th. Um, But between November 3rd and December 8th is the first big crunch. Because December 8th is called the safe harbor deadline. Mm -hmm. It's the date that each state is required to res- yeah. They're re- well. They're first. They're required to resolve disputes over which ballots mm. to count and I report see. final vote totals, or they risk their electoral college votes not being counted by Congress. So that's December eight, but then December fourteenth is the deadline for governors to report election results to Congress. Mm. They send a certificate of ascertainment to Congress, reporting which candidate won the state and which slate of electors has been appointed to the Electoral College. So we'll get back to this slate of electors because this is a pivotal strategic point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Electoral College meets in each state. The winning candidate slate of pledged electors meet, cast their votes, and mm-hmm. send a report of their votes to Congress. So that's December mm-hmm. 14th. On January 3rd, the start of the 117th Congress will begin. Um, there could be... Uh, issues around that too. They've already seen different yeah. strategists saying recounts how do we, and um,
0: yeah, yeah recounts made all over the Bible,
1: not, Bible belt <laughs> and not swearing in newly or elected or reelected senators and representatives. But anyway, mm-hmm. the start of that of our next con- congressional session is January 3rd on January 6th, Congress actually does its count of the electoral college votes. Mm-hmm. And, and this is again, presided
0: over by the vice president.
1: It is um and then so that's when they count but remember there can be multiple slates of electors chosen which we'll get back to again but that's january 6th and then on january 20th is the inauguration day Mm -hmm. and that if you don't have a newly elected president it goes to the vice president and if you don't have that confirmed it goes to the speaker of the house which is currently uh nancy pelosi and will be then as well So one of the strategies that some people see is if you can just completely avoid it, you can make a complete toss-up. You'd have Pelosi, but then you'd also say, well, this is where it could also get down to a military coup. It's like, which side do a lot of our both people, militias, military go to? Because if Trump and his administration won't leave the White House, then now we have a hard coup.
0: Yes, because anyway, we need people our... at all of these events. Just to pause for a second. We need yes. people at all of these events. When the electors are meeting, they need to have to face you as they're walking in to go elect. Mm-hmm. They need to be surrounded by throngs of humanity.
1: Exactly. So let's start Holding with Holding the them first. account. Let's start with this first, first day.
0: I mean, it's a bizarre sort of surveillance thing. But hey, look, the surveillance state is surveying the, the movement all of these different varied levels of, of revolutionary movements in the country. And, and so if you have to surveil the people who may or may not be staging a coup in your country, well, I don't see a goddamn bit of difference. In fact, I think one might be more righteous.
1: Yeah. I think some of these direct actions will be at the footsteps of electors, Yeah, not just-
0: Hillary electors. Clinton's an elector. She's an elector in the Electoral College. There you go. There you go.
1: And so let's go through. <laughs> so there's this great guide put together, but I'm just going to go through. They wrote an yeah. article, the author. Let's talk
0: about who's going to be there. Who's gonna, who are these people going to be?
1: And it's well, not going to be
0: crazy. It can't just all be crazy commies. It's going to have to be labor unions, moms, dads, regular people, not us. Exactly,
1: And <laughs> I think it's up to us to listen to the directives of, especially unions and org- groups that have been organizing around. They know around. how to do this protest exactly and what they say goes that's what my approach is i'm on five listservs what they say goes i'm trying to get as many people to pass on their message you know i could try to figure things out myself but it's in my mind it's going to be unquestioning faith in in things like labor unions if they say this is what needs to be done today that's what i'm going to go try to do if i can um and i think the first thing comes between these first two dates because we'll so this, this guide was put together, I'm gonna to give them credit, Zach Mallets, Brandon Evans, and Becky Bond. So they wrote a 40 page guide, um, some of which I just uh, recited with the calendar, but they go through everything. They also, you know, good for us, wrote a, a quick and dirty um, summary and they said there's three things that the Democratic Party must do. So let's quickly go through those because part of the strategy relates to this. So the first one, and this is alluding back to the 2000 election, is that Joe Biden cannot concede yes. unless and until a complete and fair count of every ballot shows that he is conclusively the winner or loser. Correct. So this is in stark contrast to what happened in 2000 or when Al he Gore conceded, like a little... even though he won. So that's a first big thing. And that happens between <laughs> November 3rd and December 8th. Because if Joe Biden concedes, <laughs> we're fucked. It's, almost, um, it's so
0: funny just thinking about it. It's like...
1: Yeah, exactly. A lot of the things are mass mobilization, tens of millions of people. But at the end of the day, there is the symbolic power. Al Gore is the person who is president. If he concedes, we could still effectively try to make him become president. It just makes it a whole lot harder if he's conceded because you kind of have to double back. Um, And then the second thing, we talked about the slate of electors. So one of the strategies that both Democrats and Republicans are talking about is you can, the way that our constitution and amendments are written, there could be two slates of electors, one from the state legislature and one from a governor. So -hmm. this will happen in states where you have different parties represented by the governor and by the state legislature. So the second piece of advice of theirs is that democratic governors must appoint Biden electors if Republicans make it impossible to count every ballot before the electoral college votes on December 14th, or if republican state legislatures appoint fraudulent trump electors
0: or, so faith, is, or there are faithless electors which are those that have pledged true. to honor the the winner but then go to another, another mm-hmm. candidate.
1: so this goes to the level of we got these mm-hmm. now we have i think so these are like eight the eight third percent. and
0: fourth hands of the poker game and that exactly. everyone is looking at the first hand and yes on the first hand it, it might be because both of them are all in on the first hand obviously and it might be a blowout for trump because he's probably bluffing but if it's not it's a whole different fucking ball game and what you're talking about is preparing for that i almost feel like so like soldiers like the war is about to start but it might not it's like it's like exactly the, <laughs>
1: that's we're preparing we all hope yes. that none of this has to happen but we're preparing right now yeah and so they're saying that if they're so it's basically one of the three pillars of a democracy is you have free and fair elections so they're saying if the other party is not allowing for a count, then they're a cheater. And it doesn't matter, they're disqualified because they cheated. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, so far, most of our democratic establishment has not played this way. They've always tried to conciliate. So this mm-hmm. requires some people in power that may have gotten there because they were so conciliatory. So mm-hmm. we really have to inveigh upon them. And this is where a lot of direct action comes, because I think there's eight Democratic governors with the Republican legislature. I can't totally remember, but this will be in certain states um, where we really have to convince them that you need to look at this as the game that we're playing and not as you're like, well, maybe we can come to an agreement. It's like if the other side is unwilling to come to agreement and they've shown themselves as cheaters, you have to take it at face value and not be a little fucking spineless bitch. And so the third thing is that congressional Democrats must play hardball by using every political procedural and legal tool available to exclude Trump's electors from states where he didn't win the popular vote or Republicans attempted to prevent a full count, i.e. they cheated. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be very difficult because we know that a lot of them might not do this unless there's an enormous outpouring in their backyards outside of the places where they live showing that it's like this is important to million because the thing is even if 10 percent of the population shows up which is still a lot 30 million people that sends an important message if it's done in a very direct way because people know that the young and old it's harder to travel that there's people in all sorts of different health conditions there's people like my sister your wife who are pregnant um there's a fucking pandemic going on so if 10% of people are out on a regular basis, that sends a very strong message to elected officials. It's not like you need everyone out there. They know that if one in 10 are out there, that it's a fucking, you know, like it's my, keep them up at night being like, maybe I do need to listen to what they're saying and fucking get over some of my pretense about like, oh, why can't we all just get along? (laughs) So that's it folks.
0: Wow. Okay. So you sent me some things, uh, labor unions, they're going to be organizing um, and then grassroots organizations, the, the folks that are always showing up at the protests, the riots, uh, they have to mobilize, but we also they turned need
1: violent. They turned violent.
0: We also need just like regular people. And yes. I feel like people like you and I have always been like political weirdos and sometimes I forget it. And I talk to my friends and they're like, what the hell, why do you act like your character on Veep? Like, why are you so wrapped up in all of this? Jesus, come on, man. So this
1: is our chance to bring it from hobbyism to action. And so, and yeah, it's true. It, it, it is a lot of talk, but this, yeah. you know, gets us excited. And so let me just name four sites mm-hmm. where you can go to sign up for their direct action call. So right now, if you sign up, they're not going to send you anything today or, tom- or tomorrow, but it's called Choose Democracy. Yep. There's a second group called Protect the Results. There's a third called uh, Public Citizen. They've been around for decades. Mm -hmm. They're an amazing one. And then the Working Families Party, all four of those uh, organizations, or in in one case, it's an actual party, Working Families Party, um, will be sending out calls to action on what to do, how to do it, those kind of things. Um, And I also would encourage people to search online on uh ways to prepare everything from how to set up a burner phone to what to bring to protest ways of mm-hmm. staying safe um remember to look into the national lawyers guild mm. they're the ones okay. that you want to call if you get on um illegally detained oh, you know you're, you're, it's recommended you only bring photo id and cash on you enough to post it's not called bail it's called um can't remember the term, but have Mm -hmm. a little bit of money with you. If you have more money in your life, bring a whole bunch. So if you're with a bunch of people that get Mm -hmm. detained, you can help them all get out. But basically do a little research before you go. And remember when you're there, if you've never been to one of these before, look for someone who's in charge and just do what they say. Don't try to go out and and wreak havoc just to get on the news. Mm -hmm. You're going to fuck things up. So defer to the organizers. Uh, Sometimes they're called marshals. And just do what they do. Or if you're on any of these four sites, there's going to be a lot of phone activity to do. Different people to call on different days. So if you're at home and either it's hard to leave or you don't feel comfortable leaving for any reason, that's fine. There'll be plenty of phone activity to do between, mm-hmm. especially between now and December 14th.
0: Okay.
1: That's my shtick.
0: Great. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add to that before we actually talk about what's going to happen in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the vote count? Who's going to win?
1: Um, I
0: think that's it. I think the last
1: thing is you know a lot of this stuff can feel overwhelming, so they call it somatic practices, ways of breathing and grounding yourself, and uh, making sure to remember that. There will always be a tomorrow. Yeah. The world's not coming to an end. And part of it is staying healthy in this. And you're gonna find, if you start going to these, a lot of camaraderie, uh, And even you might develop new friendships. But there is a future, and that it's important to breathe and to stay grounded and to stay calm. Um, and then when cause action happen, and you get you know, riled up, you'll be starting from a better place. Um, and those somatic practices are really important, both before, during, and after anything you do.
0: Great. Thanks, Ben. All right, yeah. folks, hang in there. We'll be right back talking on the internet. all right well um you know it's just a a, a mere matter of hours before uh, a, 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 before voters start showing up at the polls oh wait no tons Fear of voters not. have already showed up
1: it's almost i've just checked it's almost up to it's at we're at 97 million six hundred and sixty five thousand three hundred and seventy total early votes wow counted as of i think yesterday
0: Interesting. Oh and no! Got,
1: as of uh, twelve fifty-seven p.m. Pacific time today.
0: Mm-hmm. So the numbers that make me worried here are um, the ballots outstanding—twenty-nine million. I mean, obviously we're not going to lose all of those, but you know, any ballot outstanding. Like I think the more you put your strength, the more any side puts their strength on one particular card. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the the weaker their hand is. Okay. Yeah. So Trump is going all in on a surge on election day, which, um, you know, seeing as what happened last time, you know, that, and and what happens during some of those key tea party, uh, revolution, uh, elections, um, yeah, that could very well happen. Um, there could be a surge of people on election day, but when you're sort of telling people, wait, (laughs) You're adding a little bit of risk into the portfolio, especially when some of your own supporters have decided that they want to cause disruption. So Trump might unwillingly get into some situation where he tells, you know, X number of, of people in, you know, let's say, um, Wisconsin, <laughs> let's say uh, we're 10 points away from deciding um from deciding the electoral uh college win and it's all uh relies on on Wisconsin okay so let's say there are x number of people in Wisconsin he was like don't vote yet go on election day we need you on election yeah. day because he wants this what they're calling a red mirage which is something that could happen where the in in states like Pennsylvania where the early voting uh doesn't start getting counted yet and basically um uh um all of the, the in-person uh, election day ones are going to get counted first. So there could potentially be in those states where Trump is getting a lot of people to actually go on election day. There could be this quote red mirage. And then when those 29 million or whatever outstanding ba- ballots get counted, it might significantly cut into his lead and, and grant uh, Biden the president. Mm. So there might be a situation in which he has in Wisconsin, he's told a certain number of people don't vote by mail, go on election day. But then there's a bunch, let's say there's also a militia in Wisconsin that decides they're going to go raise hell on election day and go terrorize people at polling sites or try to block traffic to prevent people from from voting. He -hmm. might stop his own people. Meanwhile, all the Democratic voters might have already dropped off their fucking ballot at the library two weeks ago and, and put snooze on this whole thing. But he's encouraging everyone to basically, if you look at it, wait till the last minute. And- if you're playing a baseball game, you don't tell your team uh, only start swinging until the fucking bottom of the ninth. So that could be a severe disadvantage. So, um, um, but let's but don't say you that. Think, yeah. Just to start right there because I totally
1: agree, but don't you, because you said they might stop their own voters. Don't mm-hmm. you think they're going to target if, if and where the few or not few, whatever number of uh militia trying to prevent people to go they're gonna go in places that are of course uh very say democratic
0: leaning but it's true maybe they will but when, but whenever mayhem down. whenever mayhem is happening then mayhem occurs so when you have people That's causing true. mayhem you know mayhem is is a kind of strategy but unlike a strategy you can't really project the re, re, you can't even try to project the results it's like <laughs> you know shrapnel. What I shrapnel mean? Where It just could go anywhere. So you never know this, this guy might have this perfect plan. He knows a a particular congressional district that might swing the election. And it's a lot of black and brown voters. So they're going to go drive all of their trucks and fucking run people over and try to stop them from voting. But then accidentally what happens on that day is a bunch of cops hit the streets in other polling places and also prevent some of their people from like that. You don't know what's, how it's going to make other people react. That might happen in that community. And then someone, and then there's an uprising in another community community. Let's say there's something like that going on in Pennsylvania. So let's say in a more rural part of Pennsylvania, more likely to go for Trump, um, Something like that happens where let's say a person gets hurt or killed at the polls because of these Trump guys driving around in trucks. Okay. That happens somewhere outside of the city. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, you know, um, well, anyway, no, this, this doesn't make any sense, but let's say something like, let's, okay, let's start over. Let's say somebody drives to um, Philadelphia and tries to stop people from voting there. Someone from a more rural area. Um, Will people be able to, like, will the cops then deploy in the, the places where those people are from and then prevent? Like, that's another thing that could happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of confusing myself, oh. but... <clears throat> no, I got... I mean. Well,
1: I think part of what you're... I don't think you're confusing yourself. You're making quite a good point. that I hadn't thought about that. It's that idea of best laid plans. Mm-hmm. You can think of whatever plan you want. There's all sorts mayhem of... Little, mayhem begets <laughs> mayhem. Exactly. It's like shrapnel. I can't decide where all of the little pieces go. Exactly. So there's going to be all sorts of fucking shit that would happen because mm-hmm. best laid plans don't usually end up exactly as planned. Yeah. But we do know there will be a potential red mirage because yeah. we're looking, I know we're looking at the same site, that of the yeah. total votes collected, only half of them, only half of the states report uh, party registration.
0: Yeah.
1: So of, of the 100 million, about 48 mm-hmm. million have reported voter registration. 45% of those are Democrats. Republican and 24% no party affiliation. So -hmm. we do know where we could ascertain that, uh, the people going to vote on election day or tomorrow Mm
2: -hmm.
1: are more likely to be, uh, affiliated with the Republican party. That's not, that's like a statistical inference. I think we can make that some of this will be happening.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so the, a lot of yeah, there's going and to be it, the
0: perception depends on what state. Florida, as I as I I think, can count their votes faster than Pennsylvania. So if Florida is called on tomorrow night, you, you know what I mean? Like it's basically like game over for for Trump. So yeah. it so and then you, know you have a situation was... where in where Trump is trying to, uh, you know. <laughs> trying to run the clock in pennsylvania so maybe he's saying well you know joe doesn't have it tied up because pennsylvania is still in play so he does what the democrats would have been doing in the opposite scenario if it was if it was a squeaker and trump was trying to stop voting in pennsylvania he might go back to pennsylvania try to get voting (laughs) try to make sure voting goes uh 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 uh, as quickly as possible and everyone gets their their vote in there you see what i mean
1: and then also, you said calling it. What's going to be interesting is which states are going to be called differently by their different yeah. news outlets.
0: Pennsylvania and is not going to get called tomorrow night unless it's a Oh, no, around. Pennsylvania
1: will but other states I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Florida, I mean, if it's a squeaker, I mean, Florida is always a squeaker. It's always just like 50%. Like I think Obama won there by a couple of points in, in 08 and by less than a point. Less than a point in 12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really is, in terms of the toss-up of toss-ups, it is the big-ass toss-up. But unlike last time, it uh, and and, and 2020, I mean, I'm sorry, 2000, unlike 2000, it seems as though Florida is ready to not be that state again. That, yes, it is a swing state and a a toss-up in the most classic sense, but they're going to be damn sure to call it as quickly as possible. Do you see what I mean? Yes, sir. Okay. But anyway, if so if it gets called, and I'm not saying it will, it might be so close that it's not happening. You know, um, let's see if he gets a surge of voters, if some of the young voters that have registered are Latino men that might break for Trump, which is an interesting phenomenon that we may be seeing. Um, and you know, just in general, Florida is you know, Florida Republicans have done pretty well, but it's been damn close. And now with COVID, you got this whole senior citizen block. And a lot of people you see this reporting on The senior citizen bloc is turning from trump to some degree in florida because of his handling of covid and the fact that they're scared so to what degree will decide whether or not that will swing um, uh, uh florida to to biden or trump now i just i i I can't spend too much time thinking about florida because it pisses me off so much you know what i mean like it's just what happened 20 years ago is so ridiculous that like i don't even want like every time i'm rooting for a president i'm always like looking at what what paths there are to 270 without fucking florida Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i just don't want to have to worry about it it's a weird psychology but anyway let's let's go through some of these states and let's talk uh let's talk a little bit about it. let's sort of let's make our own map. So I'm on two seventy okay. to win. Do you want me to share my screen? Or are you uh are you on your phone?
1: I am on my phone. Which screen are you on?
0: Oh, 270 I'm... to win?
1: Yeah. Let's not uh forget that the Supreme Court a couple weeks ago, and I think it was in a footnote. Yeah. Uh, they gave this idea that that they don't want to flip the results of an election and they were talking about the idea of late-arriving absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. So they've already indicated this whole notion of, because this whole notion that those we are have an military day,
0: votes too. You know?
1: Well, it's also this idea that we have an election day is ridiculous because people have been voting for four weeks already, so we don't yeah. actually have an election day anymore. It's called election day, but it's not what it is. So the fact that our Supreme Court decided in a, I think, a footnote, to kind of say that we might not count all the votes is uh quite suspicious but anyway yeah, the, let's the go court's
0: go little to... footnote is kind of towing the trump line in a weird way but we'll see yeah i mean it's <laughs> and, and then you get to that there's a fourth or fifth hand the supreme court hand and then once yeah. you're there joe biden's hand is shitty he's got and a pair Kav- of man. kavanaugh
1: hand. barrett and robert <laughs> all worked on the bush team in 2000
0: it's over. Like, the United States is over if we get that hand. So <laughs> well, I'm serious. First, it will have, we will have no legitimacy, especially in that in, in two branches will immediately become illegitimate in the eyes of tens of millions of, of people in the United States Even. and hundreds of millions of people, if not billions, abroad.
1: Oh, totally. And the last before we get to the last thing, I want to give people, yeah. you said abroad, um, one other site. It's called The Ballot dot Mm -hmm. world w-o-r-l-d just an older journalist working with a lot of younger journalists is putting together similar situation the idea that no nothing happens in a vacuum Mm -hmm. there's a lot of overlap because of you know we're facing the same issues as a lot of places so they've had 18 issues documenting other successful or unsuccessful Mm -hmm. coups in democracies, former or present Mm -hmm. you know ukraine tanzania romania are the three this month so check that out if you want to see what's going on Mm-hmm. around the world but let's get back to the US.
0: Yeah, so uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start in the belt or do you want to start in the bl- in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> What's the wall? I haven't heard that. Blue term. wall. Do we want to start oh, the in the blue, blue wall? Let's start in the blue wall or we start Yeah, let's make it out?
1: let's start unexciting and build up.
0: So we start in the so we'll start in the blue wall then. Okay. Uh, Iowa. Okay. So Iowa's six electoral votes. Um, Biden has been uh, polling pretty well in Iowa but there's this last like what's her name Alice something rather who does this poll and her poll ca- uh, called Trump called it for Trump last year blah 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 and hers for Iowa shows him up by seven points in this last poll which is a pretty big break for Trump so it it messed up a lot of people's like or it messed up the thinking about Iowa at the last minute there yes um, so uh, does Iowa go, like, is that seven points up in this very trusted survey that called it last year? Is, is that correct? And, and does, uh, does, does Trump or Biden take Iowa? Well, first, before we
1: get into all the states, I realize I got to ask, what, what conversation are we having? We're talking about which one, are we first assuming that all the votes are counted and then who wins? Or are we talking yeah. about who gets? yes. Yeah. Let's
0: let's let's proceed from the naive assumption that votes are being counted okay. <laughs> in this election. Okay? Um just for the sake of this exercise. Uh so,
1: Biden takes Iowa.
0: Biden takes Iowa. Okay. Uh Minnesota.
1: Mm. I think Biden's gonna pull off Minnesota too.
0: Okay. Yeah from what I'm seeing. N- yeah, Nate has it going. Okay. All right. So um, Joe is at um, so far Joe's at one ninety nine, or he's at two thirty three rather, and Trump's at one fifty four. All right, Wisconsin. That's going Trump. Trump. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Lu- okay. Uh, Michigan.
1: Um, also Trump.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Illinois. Biden. Okay. Indiana, Trump, right? Trump. Now we start, now we're starting to get interesting. Okay. Ohio. Mm, Cause part of my,
1: where I'm coming from is places where from what I've been seeing, there's heightened levels of either voter and any type of voter disenfranchisement, whether it's intimidation, not getting people on the, on the rolls, those kind of things. Um,
0: And so, oh, I'm going to give it to Trump, I think, but
1: yeah. Okay. I think so too.
0: Pennsylvania. Now a a week ago, I would have been bearish on Pennsylvania for Biden. Now just, I I don't know, maybe I'm getting caught up in the hype, but it seems like Biden's doing well in Pennsylvania. Will Trump see enough of a surge? I mean, he was a slim win in, in, in 16, right?
1: Yeah. And isn't Pennsylvania is also the state that will know the last.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's there's a lot of votes and there's a lot of votes to count, and there's and a lot they of start votes counting.
1: The latest, and they yeah. have the longest process. Yeah, but regardless, so we're talking about just in the naive world, who's yes. winning the vote count?
0: Let's um, yeah, let's look at this as though we were just looking at it as a board game. We did not, <laughs> did not. I take think there's going kind to of be so much account.
1: voter intimidation there, and I yeah. guess there's been a lot of already though cast ballots.
0: You know, like I said last week, I would have said Trump. Um, I, think I think Biden's going
1: to pull off I, Pennsylvania.
0: I think he is too, if they count every vote. If they count every vote. So let's actually leave Pennsylvania for now. Let's leave it for now. I think we're, I think we're both thinking it's going to go Biden, but for the sake of our exercise, let's leave it. All right, Virginia. I mean, I think that's Biden. I mean, so, okay. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much through that blue wall bullshit. Now it starts to get interesting. This is where I am really interested. And if, this, if it's a myth that Joe Biden connects with black voters, or if this is it, or if there's finally a, a democratic coalition that not, that where we can get out um, um, enough of, uh, of African American votes in the South to use the demographics to take over some of these states, that are just so reliably conservative, but there's so many people of color getting fucked over by their leaders in there and disenfranchised that we, we now have the question is, is Biden's support enough to create just such a blockbuster win in some of these states that it's just, it's, it's not even funny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and we also, know, s- yeah, go ahead. There's
1: four, I wish I had saved this article, but there's it's either three or four states where 20% of the black Black males uh, mm-hmm. are not allowed to vote. Yep. And I know one's Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes when we talk Our about- majority leader. Yeah, who's winning these states, it's also like, well, who's allowed to vote? Yep. And that's the biggest issue. But anyway, um, All right. we're getting into states where some of that carrying certain votes mm-hmm. has less
0: impact because a huge portion of those people aren't even allowed disenfranchised. to disenfranchised. Exactly. Yeah. In the literal sense of disenfranchisement. All right, yeah. well, let's get into it. North Carolina and her 15 electoral votes. North Carolina. A great a state,
1: up. North Carolina. Who was that singer from the 90, or 2000? North Carolina, come on and raise up.
0: Yeah. Um, this one's a big toss-up for me. I know. Kind of even more than South Carolina. Like South Carolina, I'm more convinced will Is go... Red, Trump. then I'm convinced that yeah. North Carolina will go blue. You know what I'm I saying? I know
1: it's uh, totally. That's how I think. But I
0: guess th- we're worst case scenario kind of guys. We're we're playing a very we're playing a relatively cautious map right now. I think um, so. I honestly I, I i think it's i think it's Trump. Just I just think that the new Jim Crow. I, I, I hope I'm people. wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I, I no, hope. see.
1: Yeah. On days I, when I'm feeling real optimistic, it goes Biden. But on days when I'm like, there's people in the, continuing to do such fucked up shit where it's yes. like, no, of the people that are allowed to vote, it's probably going
0: Trump. Yep. I mean, here's the thing. When I look at this little sliver of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida that, I mean, I don't know, you could call the Southern wall, (laughs) you know, Um, I think Biden's gonna win at least one of them. Now, if it's it's South Carolina, I'm very surprised and it's not that consequential, because it's nine. If it's North Carolina, I feel, thank fucking God, it looked like it could happen and they broke through. There was a revolutionary breakthrough, okay, great. Um fifteen votes. Georgia, I think of those three, I think Georgia might have the best chance. I think the great state of Georgia might might be might be stuck between Alabama and North Carolina and Tennessee and possibly mm-hmm. Florida as this little blue, beautiful blue island. Wasn't Jimmy Carter gonna, from Georgia? I think it's gonna
1: vote blue, but it's electors. I think that's one of those states where.
0: The, the State Republican Party might
1: prevail, stage. in getting a different slate. Yes.
0: Okay. So let's bring. Then let's start to bring in our bias towards that scenario <clears throat> in here, and let's say Georgia goes uh, Trump, South Carolina goes Trump, and North Carolina goes Trump. Okay. Let's 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 run the let's run a bad map, and let's say Florida is called for Trump on election night. Okay.
1: Does Florida not? Oh yeah, because Arizona, Florida, North Carolina will not. Report their vote by mail counts on election night. Right. So those are going for Trump.
0: Okay. So, so here we go. are. So here we are. We've called the East Coast. We've called half the country. Okay. Uh, Penn, but not Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, they're counting votes. Trump has won the Southern Wall. He's hung on. He's hung on to Florida, Noco, Soco, Georgia. Um, there's probably there's you're probably hearing stories of long lines of possible of voter intimidation of trucks running people off roads in these states. I guarantee it. Um, so half the countries half the country's called, and so without Pennsylvania, it's two thirty-three Biden, two twenty-nine Trump. Okay. So now we gotta call the rest of the states. States like uh um Nevada, Arizona. Really? And the big mama-jama, Tejas. What? Now, this is where we get into unlikely scenarios, but scenarios that, like, I I don't even really want to think about them because they make me so happy to think about them.
1: So here, let's do this. So I'm just going to read. This is, uh, for better or worse, the New York Times, put together (laughs) state by state, uh, a chart. So Texas, officials say that the bulk of results will be known on election night. Because an excuse is required to vote by mail in Texas, officials do not think that processing those votes will result in delays, though increased turnout could. Um,
0: Yeah, okay. All right. So I say... In, in our cautious scenario we're running here and it's like we're running the basically what we're doing right now folks is we're running scenarios just kind of going through beat by beat and in our crazy minds seeing just carving out possible things that could that could happen not based on any particular polling but just based whoops the hell was that but just based on our um, based on our intuition in our knowledge <laughs> okay so let's start with nevada uh i mean i think i think you know idaho utah wyoming montana trump's got that all sealed up nevada um, yeah like- oklahoma yeah. Kansas, <clears throat> missouri bleh, no there's no there's no biden pickups there for sure um nevada i think um i think uh unions and, um, there might be some people who are like, oh, the, the there might be people in, in the like entertainment unions or, uh, uh, hospitality unions out there who are like, oh, Trump, you know, he's more for, for opening businesses. We need that, blah, 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 blah. But I think Biden's going to take Nevada. What do you think?
1: On elect, we're talking about, I think is they're going to know basically almost everything on election night. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So, um, yeah, Arizona 11. Now, we have right now we're at 239 to 229 uh Trump and um we have not called in our model here, Pennsylvania, Texas or Arizona. Okay. So here we are. T- see, this you know what I'm saying? This is where we are. I, I and I'm taking Florida out. I'm like fuck Florida. I don't care how it flips. This is what interest, this is the these are the tipping points that interest me. Um so let's call Arizona.
1: Arizona first? Yeah. Man. So that's my home Mark state. Mark Kelly.
0: Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly might bounce the astronaut husband of Gabby Giffords. Will he lift Trump up? Will all of that horrible stuff that he said about McCain lift Trump up? I think so. I think Arizonans yeah. might have had enough. <clears throat> I, think I think that the state's craft of, of, I hate to say this, I can't believe I'm saying this, punch me in the face, the statecraft of Jeff Flake may have convinced enough moderate Arizonans to say enough is a fuck enough.
1: And then I think about who moves, because Arizona has one of the highest inbound migration rates in the country for the last 30 years, yeah. and I read this great thing, some psychologist writing, it's like Democrats think of Republicans as ignorant, and Republicans think of Democrats as I think the word was either malicious or something like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like the people moving to Arizona are just you know just had enough of being around what we call the coastal liberal elites of all mm-hmm. the judgingness and the saying everything is complicated but then also then going and making very simple judgments of people yeah. so I think every four years the people coming into Arizona mm-hmm. There's enough people that are just like, I'm tired. I just, I, I don't, you know. They, they, they give me no reason for hope. They're malicious. I don't like yep. it the way they treat me. So Arizona's it's going on? Trump.
0: It's going Trump. Yep. All right. Is, we're running a bullish Trump scenario now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two forty. Trump. Two thirty nine Biden. Okay. Colorado, New Mexico. I'm saying those are going Biden. Those are going bidet. Mm-hmm. I think the polling's pretty... I don't know. There could be a huge polling error. I didn't hear about polling being really off in Colorado and New Mexico last year, but I don't know. It could be way off. I give them that. Um, Texas, since we're doing a pretty Trumpian model, I'm giving it to Texas. That puts them over the top. 278. Pennsylvania, you don't even have to keep... Don't keep counting. It doesn't Really?
1: Matter. It doesn't matter. Well, put Arizona to Biden. And Pennsylvania matters, right?
0: Yeah, let's say Pennsylvania's in... And it. Pennsylvania's in and Arizona goes Biden 270, 267 Biden. So Biden is too, Biden gets to a squeak. And then you have your um, your what's it um, Nebraska. Let's say that Nebraska point goes to Trump. Then it's 269. Then we have the main point, four points in Maine. If that goes to Trump, you've got 272, Trump if that if, if Biden holds on to maine you 're looking at two seventy biden to two hundred sixty eight Trump Now these are the scenarios that i 'm talking about, so we just ran a little scenario and kind of tinkered with it at the end and we saw plots here 's what we saw here 's what we 're seeing plausible paths to victory to most of these to most of these um um scenarios so let's say let's let's actually Say that scenario we just ran: Pennsylvania goes Trump, um, and Arizona goes Trump.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think this is our seeing- full.
0: This is our full <laughs> bullish Trump. I think that this is probably, and even if he wins Arizona, even if he wins Newton, like Nevada, I think that the, ah, I think the best he'll probably do is barely crack three hundred. If Trump wins, I think we're looking at like a low a low 300s you know what i mean when yeah at best probably you know high 200s so um i don't see a you know i can see possibly biden like getting into 400 there are people who have run scenarios where that has happened but whatever
1: yeah okay so let's go back
0: biggest, in the sorry, biggest thing is
1: biden could technically get 400 but the, all the yeah. scenario planning we're doing is because we've just, now we, before we had the hunch, now we just having the numbers. Yeah. But the people showing up to vote tomorrow have a different, a sig- statistically significant voter party register yeah. affiliation than the early votes. Mm-hmm. So places like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and a few others that have always been swing states, yeah. where the vote tomorrow counts will vary i mean you could say with some confidence will be different between tomorrow and when they're all counted yeah. that's why we, we you know we started this episode and so many people are like what do we do because that's the part where it's it's just there is no election date; it's an election yep. month or a process and correct and things are going to flip so maybe at the end of the day when history writes the books in 100 years biden got 420 uh, yeah, depending their votes, but Trump yeah. was still in power.
0: Exactly, exactly, and that's what we're talking about. That is the X factor: is that Trump's wildness, the fact that he has the presidency right now, and the willingness of these these state level Republicans who are just little piggies for Trump. I mean, it's really gross and weird, but it is a factor that you can't just plug that into fucking uh, uh, your data, data modeling uh, uh, system. Yeah. Expect to And look, I'm not saying that anybody, they always say, look, this is not, we're not predicting or giving anyone a certain amount of chance. We're just saying that this, you take all these polls and everyone's pulling this.
1: Exactly. Is this is what the polls show. However accurate and accurate yeah. they are.
0: And, and so then it's also going to find out if polling if that was like just a glitch or if this if we ser- seriously like the way that we pull people just doesn't work anymore. That's yeah. And work.
1: then what we're also going to find out is I'm thinking as we're talking, it's like one of the analogies that didn't really stick with me is like, oh, you're bringing uh, a knife to a gunfight or whatever mm-hmm. to describe the the strategies. But in my mind, those yeah. are just oversimplifying things. It's like there's, you know, in military talk, there's probably going to be hundreds of arenas around the country with multiple strategies being employed in each one. So do you have a complex diffuse strategy Mm -hmm. or are you trying to do something that just like chooses one and puts all your eggs in one basket and like tries to do it that way. And obviously it's not going to be one or the other, but where we know where the Republican party will fall because they've, been doing the they're willing to do thing this. they're willing decade so, will the democratic establishment because we know plenty of people in the party mm-hmm. will do it but if they don't get behind this or even like biden concedes which he, i don't think he's gonna do that no. but it's like will they play you know not hardball but will they take on the most complex diffuse and and sophisticated strategy, part of which means relinquishing power over every single arena. Will they get behind that or will they try to control it all from back rooms and in back deals in which case, you know, there goes, like you said, there goes our first chapter of American democracy.
0: Yep. Okay. Let's get back to the map. That's interesting. That's good. good. All right. So now we're starting, we're going to, that was a, that was what I was talking about, like a pretty tight scenario. That is like a very likely scenario is that we can, and, and, I, and like I was saying, that was probably about the best that Trump's going to perform, I, I think, is a pretty tight election that either he wins legitimately or, you know, uh, uh, or uh, Biden, um, they stop counting votes and, and Biden loses um, or Biden wins. <laughs> and it's uh, and it's clear. So I think see, here's the thing. I think that that Trump wins unless it is a Biden blowout. So let's take a look, because it has to be just so overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, there's so many votes for Biden that like Trump never had a chance. It's crazy. Election day turned out to be a dud. There's no such thing as a shy Trump voter. The base is still riled up, but like he lost all those independents who were like, well, give him a chance. And then they're like, well, people are dying. And like, what the hell? Like you didn't really do anything. I'm either not going to vote or, and that's enough in these key states to really swing it to Biden. So let's say that Biden just fucking knocks his clock and we have a, he has just a good night. So their polls are closing, and Florida is called for Biden. Let's say, okay. And Pennsylvania is still counting. Okay. North Carolina, yeah. he he pulls it off. He pulls off North Carolina. He loses South Carolina because they're dumping a bunch. They're dumping money to su- to save Lindsey Graham. Um, but I don't know. It could that could also we. I mean, I would love a scenario in which Lindsey Graham is out and South Carolina is in. But let's say Biden wins Georgia. And he wins North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, let's say that's, that's Trump. Um, let's say Ohio, this whole blue wall. Yay. This is Biden. Okay. Let's say that that happens.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Blue wall. Um, he doesn't win Indiana though, and he loses. Uh, uh, Trump wins Ohio and Indiana. Okay, Pennsylvania is still not called. All right, we're <laughs> Biden's at three twenty four. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> then we go over and uh, it, then it's it's done. Okay, Texas gets called for Trump. Wait, the, let me. Arizona let me, gets called for Trump, and uh, and and, and Pennsylvania gets called for Trump. So Let's this do is, one
1: last scenario. Yeah. Let's leave Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, mm. um, uncalled. And Florida uncalled tomorrow.
0: Okay. What's this the is other fun. one? Fun. I like the this.
1: Counting, I know.
0: Okay. Um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Florida are still counting. Or or there's disputed counts like going to court or whatever. In that well, scenario, no,
1: some of them are just still counting because of yes. their rules. So let's, let's say yeah, but, but,
0: but, the one just, for whatever reason they're uncalled. I'm just that's what I'm saying. It could be that, it could be that. Oh,
1: and Michigan is they said because officials have said that full unofficial results could Okay, just taking November Michigan
0: day. out. Okay, take now Michigan Biden's out at, as well. Biden's at 269. Ooh, if, wow. Biden, if Biden gets that extra main point, if Biden gets all the points in Maine, he's he's got it. <laughs> Tomorrow. But if you leave yeah. that out, so Wisconsin, if you, if, if, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida could be uncalled. Um, and but Michigan. if he runs if he runs the kind of day that oh wait, I didn't even give him oh I didn't even give him Virginia. Whoops. Or no, I gave him Virginia. Yeah. What about Michigan?
1: Then, Is that still on call tomorrow?
0: If Michigan's if Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Florida are on call, but he wins everything in Maine, he's got it at he's got it at two seventy and he goes to bed. Wow. He goes to bed before Florida's called. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so
1: wait, what else would have to be I'm trying to look at the ones um,
0: so this is a good day for Biden. Now let's talk about let's talk about what some people are saying could happen, which is a great day for Biden, and hopefully a great day for our country. Okay, so let's talk about a he wins Pennsylvania. He wins Michigan. Uh, he wins Wisconsin. Uh, he wins Florida. He wins Arizona. So he still loses South Carolina. Lindsey Graham, that little leech, is still there. And he wins Texas. Let's say that is our night. 394 Biden. So it could happen, man. Those are swing states. Let's no, really? give him all the swing states. He's at 403.
1: <clears throat> so the ones I want to look at, I, I didn't prepare, so we'll have to do this another day, but... yeah. Where there's a Democratic governor mm-hmm. and a majority Republican state legislature,
0: where and we got that,
1: I can't remember right now. Okay, but those are where. Let's I say we, to have in, we have that in.
0: Let's say yeah. we have that in Georgia. Georgia and now my scenario: we lose Georgia, we lose Soco, and we lose NoCo. Those all go Trump. Biden's still at six third three sixty three. Let's say Biden now in this scenario he's lost Texas. He's still at three twenty five. He loses Florida. <laughs> Biden's still at 296. So let's say Biden loses the entire South, except for Arizona, New Mexico, which I don't even know if you'd count. He wins Pennsylvania. He wins the whole blue wall. He's still at 296. So as you can see, there's like, we're run- these are plausible scenarios. That's not a very tough map to put together historically for a democratic coalition. Got the blue wall, but you don't get Indiana and Ohio, but you get Pennsylvania, get both of Maine's, you get Mm -hmm. Virginia, and you managed, it's close in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. It's even close in Texas, but no way it didn't happen. New Mexico, blue, Arizona, let's even say Arizona went red. So
1: here, let's do something. And Biden's still at
0: 285. So Biden has a lot of scenarios in which Trump does pretty damn well and still loses. So I think this is why people, lo- we're looking at it in a narrative way, why statistically people are saying that it's very unlikely that Trump will win. But weird right. fucking shit happens and I can see any kind of fucking scenario. So well, I want you to do one let's thing. Let's say that same night, we right now, one more thing. We're at 285, Trump 252. Pennsylvania is not called. Where are we? 265 to 252. That is why Pennsylvania is at every inflection point in the statistical models. Florida to some degree, but mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. And so Trump, and I'll close it up by saying this, and then i will get to whatever, sorry, you were saying. Uh, Trump is putting his, I uh, heard someone say, his chips in a lot of different pots, basically. He's going to all these different states, he's blitzing, and he's pushing hard in Florida. Biden has sort of said, the chips have already fell in Florida, I, there's nothing else I can do there. Um, send Obama down there and then sent him through Georgia, Noco, Soco. He's spending his last day working surgically in Pennsylvania because he knows that that is the key to an easy, that's the linchpin. That's when, it, that's when it all starts to click for Biden is when Pennsylvania goes his way, if Pennsylvania goes his way. And everyone is bullish on Pennsylvania, but I don't know. And in my little scenario, I just ran, let's say Trump wins Pennsylvania, 272. Get out and vote, folks. All right, Ben. Sorry, what what I, wanted to do, I
1: wanted to do. Well, I wanted to do one other scenario. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do it. Let's Biden do it. We're can... resetting the map. Well, one you already reset. Scenario. I want.
1: I want a Biden blowout, but then I'm going to take out the eight states where there's a Republican okay. legislature and a uh, Democratic governor.
0: So you're and talking a about state... a blowout, as in he gets Arizona, New Mexico. Does he get? He gets Florida. He gets Georgia. North Carolina. I keep saying he loses Ohio. Maybe I'm. That's cool. And like in in Biden's going to win Ohio. Um, but I'll put Trump in Ohio, Iowa. In your scenario, Biden's doing well. So let's say he has Iowa.
1: So give him a whole bunch, and then I'm going to tell you what to do.
0: Okay. Do I give him Texas? And sure. both of Maine, and Pennsylvania. Sure. Yeah, he did really good. He did really fucking good. He still doesn't have to. I refuse to put Ohio. South Carolina and uh, Texas. I just, I just, I can't. It's hard enough for me to reasonably put uh, Pennsylvania in there. Okay, and but let's say in this scenario, ah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay, Minnesota is Trump, so he gets his or uh, Biden gets his little blue wall here. Um, and let's say it's a real good night, and Biden won Colorado. I don't know. Biden might. You know what? If it's a real good night, let's say Biden won Utah. Maybe we'll flip that back later. But let's say it's a really good night and somehow Mitt Romney's grace of Godness or something,
2: <laughs>
0: Nevada goes to, I'm sorry, Utah goes to, um, to Biden. Let's say it's a real good okay. night. Okay. So now what does we do? 363. He did
1: 363? Yeah. Okay. Now leave undecided the following states and then okay. we might add others. Okay. Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Wait, 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 wait. Okay.
0: Wisconsin. Sorry. Michigan. is undecided. Pennsylvania and it's down to three seventeen. 317 okay what else
1: Kentucky and North Carolina undecided what
0: okay Kentucky oh because McGrath let's say uh the get out the vote a lot of people voted or let's say in this scenario a lot of people voted early and it's not um it's not clear on election night because McGrath might have brought everybody up South or Carolina you said is where is uncalled? we could
1: have two slates of electors is what okay. I'm saying
0: so okay South Carolina is uncalled
1: South Carolina is called it's it's called the uncalled is Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Kentucky, Kentucky, and North Carolina,
0: North Carolina. Uh,
1: where are we at? I,
0: is South Carolina in? Sorry. In, in, South
1: Carolina's it, in
0: as who Biden. Um,
1: yeah. Let Biden have South Carolina.
0: <laughs> it, Actually, let's yeah. If, even if Trump wins, it's not really going to help him. But yeah, let's say Biden has South Carolina.
1: Is he still over two seventy?
0: He's at three eleven. I hope this is the scenario. <laughs>
1: okay, see. so even if there's a bunch of these slates of electors, where there's a bunch of so if he, it, so, yeah. that's even why if he, he say... loses
0: South Carolina, let's say he loses South Carolina in this scenario, he, uh, he also loses North Carolina. He also loses Pennsylvania. He's still at 302. Kentucky's uncalled. In this scenario, Michigan and Wisconsin uncalled. Biden's still at 302. Trump at 202.
1: And he has Texas in this scenario?
0: Trump has Texas.
1: Trump you has give... Texas,
0: but Biden get Florida. Yeah. Now you give Biden Texas, he's at 340. Give Trump. Uh, now here's where it gets interesting. Trump will get, get Texas back. Now we give Florida to Trump. Okay. Now, you've come up with an interesting scenario. Wisconsin, Michigan, Kentucky, all uncalled. Mm-hmm. Trump wins Florida and Texas. Biden wins Georgia, but not NOCO or SOCO. Right. Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan, still uncalled. I'm trying to get below 270 273. 273, Biden. Okay, oh. so let's say he loses. <clears throat> let's say Biden has lost Georgia. Trump has Georgia. Now we're at two fifty-seven to two forty-seven. Suddenly, it is anybody's ball game. Yeah, and, and it's, then there's it's three down others. to these. The, so you're telling me that these three states, there is a, co- a conflicting between the different branches of their, well, their government. Well,
1: there's twelve states that have uh, have these. So where there's a Republican control of the legislature and a Democratic, a Democratic
0: governor. Okay, governor, so a potential a state, fight.
1: Yeah, and there's also Louisiana, Kansas, and Montana. Okay. And then when it's flipped with Republican governor and democratic legislature, other than Maryland, there's, it's Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: Massachusetts, sorry.
0: Massachusetts. Or
1: Massachusetts is a big one, but yeah, Massachusetts, that one's I'm not, not really put, in contest.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to put anybody. I'm, but I, Montana, I, I, I Kansas, touched. and
1: Louisiana. I mean, Montana only, but Louisiana. Let's and,
0: say Montana's uncalled. And let's say, you know what? There was some shit going down in Louisiana. Let's say yeah. Louisiana is uncalled because of voting irregularities.
1: Leave that uncalled too because they've already indicated they're going to fuck with things.
0: Yeah. And let's say they're still counting in Pennsylvania. Yep. And we're at 257 Biden, 216 Trump. All right. There let's you say go. Kentucky, you know, Mitch pulls through that little zombie and he wins Kentucky. Okay, great. The fucking Jim Crow of modern times pull through and they win Louisiana. Okay, fine. The blue wall returns to some degree. And, um, sorry for all the clicking and Biden pulls off Wisconsin and Michigan, Pennsylvania and Montana still unsighted, Biden 283, Trump 232, and then Trump wins Montana and Trump wins Pennsylvania. It's a really good, this is a real good day for Trump, really good day for Trump. And yet he's still at 255. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it's funny, when I run these scenarios, I run scenarios, I'm like, oh, Trump's doing better in this scenario than I expect him to do. And then I'm like, oh, he still loses. So this is why people lose. Like, now, the more I look at this, I'm like, it's a real tough path for the president. But the thing it is, is. what we're doing is we're adding in these scenarios, these um, variables that I don't think the polling could possibly take into account.
1: Right. And there's a lot of things that happen between election night. And I think what a lot of our scenarios are showing is that tomorrow night, I'd give it a very high chance that neither uh, candidate will have a majority of electors. Yeah. And that's why it's going to be important to do the things we talked in the first half. Because it's not going to be, because even a Biden blowout is not known tomorrow because of the way that Pennsylvania and several states, enough yeah. states won't be
0: reporting ballots where it's... But if he wins Florida, I mean, basically, there's so many states that Trump has to hang on to. You know what I mean? There's so many of them. and Flo- Florida, as much as I like try to shit on Florida, like, if if, and I keep saying this, if Biden wins Florida, it's an early night.
1: Oh, yeah. Unless Florida gets contested.
0: That's what I'm saying. There's, I I would say this. There is about as high a likelihood of Florida being called for Biden on on election night and we know that Biden wins on election night. I would say that's about as equally likely to happen as Trump winning long-term. Might not happen on election night, but he hangs on and he manages to win somehow. And then in between the all the more likely scenarios are mostly biden winning that makes good you know i mean but those two are such yeah. extremes on one side you know one is like yeah i don't know or there's this there's a seismic shift in the american electorate then and every and so many people that we didn't hear from the we didn't poll somehow decide that they love what trump's doing and they come out in droves and there's historic record turnout among the dumbest people in the entire country <laughs> And they re-elect him. That's and I think also part of it is it's not
1: just the white supremacy stuff, but it's also whether they're dumb or smart, it's the way that they think the other party thinks about them and it's yes. saying, Well, fuck you, I'm doing this because I know it's gonna piss you off and yep. I'm tired of it. So, you know, like anything, you can't say what a hundred million people are. So yeah. I think a lot of Democrats forget that not everybody voting for Trump is like, oh, neo-Nazi white supremacist. A lot of them yeah. have probably just had, like you and me have also had with people that tend to vote Democratic. So be, and I've done the same thing and I'm trying to get better. Like I have been an obnoxious prick and belittle people, talk down to them. I try to apologize, but I have done that. And I'm, I, you know, I recognize this in my late 20s and I've been changing ever since, but I know most people have not, including my parents' generation. And I think a lot of Trump's votes, the people that, you're saying might just come out I being like, you know what, fuck you. And I totally understand that. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And it's not always about looking at the long term consequences. You know, mm-hmm. we sometimes do things in the short term because it either feels good or, you know, it's a lot of the same thing with like you know, c- climate change. You can yeah. vote for all the best policies, but still fly to Tahiti every year because you need to relax. You can also just relax in your own home. And but, you know, so some of it, you know, it's not not an exact core, you know, one to one correspondence, but it's some of that. And I think that's one of the and that's something the polls definitely don't pick up. Yep. It's going to come out tomorrow, either because they are, you know, a white supremacist or neo-Nazi and they hate us, but more likely they come out because they're like, you know what, I'm doing this to piss you off. Because you've been, I, I can't stand it anymore the way that you speak down to me and belittle me. And that's what people do. We retaliate. We've been doing it forever. So let's fucking see what happens.
0: I agree. Let's fucking see what happens. So, any well, last let's thoughts? Let's just see what happens. I don't yeah. want to fucking see what happens. Yeah, let's not see what happens. Let's make something happen, right, folks?
1: Let's exactly. Let's get out there. Let's do it. Let's do it from our couch. Let's do it from the streets. But let's remember to be organized and take direction from people that know way more about this stuff. And certainly you or I do, but also probably a lot of us. Let's just take directive from them. Yeah. What they say to do, let's do it. And trust yep. that they're, they're doing it. So let's stay focused, stay organized, and stay calm. And then, you know, don't make any compromises, though.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, call it. Who's going to win tomorrow? Or who's going to win?
1: Who's going to win? See, now that assumes that... I, I I well, Biden's going to win, and Trump. Yes. So you're asking, is Trump going to yes. successfully pull off a coup? Yes. If you ask me today, after this conversation, yes. This morning okay. it was a no. So.
0: Okay. I, I'm going to say that enough people. Say? I'm going to say that enough people will go out on election day, or have gone out and already dropped off their ballot, with the intention to elect Joseph R. Biden. Um and the states that would be needed to put him over the top. I think that that is a truth that is probably undeniable. (laughs) But I think Trump will win.
1: Yeah, and what, oh, the thing yesterday that got me thinking back about Trump is like, who do people get their information from? There's too much of the celebrities, the social media people, and they're not elevating the voices of the right people. All this stuff we're finding about what organizers are doing, they have a following of maybe a million, Kim Kardashian, all these other people. I don't know who's a celebrity and active on like political stuff. And This is nothing you know, personally against them, but they're not organizers. They don't know what the fuck to do, but if they tell yep. people, oh, go take to the street, it's going to be the most haphazard thing, and mm-hmm. that's why a lot of coups do succeed, because people are taking messages from people who have no idea what they're talking about, and rather than those people being like, maybe I should do a little homework and elevate the right voices, they're just saying whatever the fuck they want for whatever reason, maybe they didn't think about it. Maybe they're narcissistic. And I think that's what might make our, uh, our push, or whatever you want to call it, fail. That too many people are listening to celebrities and not organizers. Yep. And that's what scares me the most about the next three months. That we could have been successful if we had a richer history of elevating the voices of the right people.
0: All right. But, well, hope let's so, hope that man. that happens. I'm going to get so, out there anyway. Let's hope my, it happens. Let's get yes. out there
1: anyway. My if hope nothing in- else, Oh, last thing. If nothing else, just one when our kids ask us what we did, we don't yeah. feel like a shithead.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead and do something, folks. Something positive. Something good. And that way, no matter who wins this election, we all fucking win. Because we're winners, folks. That's why we do and listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks um yeah so i am i hope and pray that joseph r biden wins but i have a weird suspicion that trump will somehow manage to pull it off i don't know we'll see hope i'm wrong talk to you later i do too all right talk to you later ben thanks for all your help bye lee